0: Aloha, thank you for pressing play. Welcome to the Eating Curveballs for Breakfast podcast. I'm your host, Stacey Mahoy, and your biggest fan when it comes to hitting those curveballs that life, sports, or parenting can throw you right out of the park. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the show. Hey, thanks so much for being here on the podcast. Just wanted to touch upon something that came up recently, um, when parents are talking about, like, investing in certain activities for their kids, right, we're always thinking about do we want to sign them up for this or that, and there's financial commitment and so on and so forth. And so I think, you know, part of where things get tricky or go wonky or create tension is when we don't have upfront conversations with our kids and we're not including them in the decision to sign them up for something and we then we're just expecting them to follow through with something that they didn't even want to do to begin with now most of you listening are probably not going to be doing that but the other thing that gets kind of sticky and icky is when we decide okay our kid says they want to do this let's sign them up for it we're making this commitment they say they're making this commitment and then we're expecting something in return for this money that we quote-unquote invested into our child and what we don't seem to understand sometimes is that that money is very rarely ever wasted right like the experience that they have and that they go through um not wasted by your child i should be saying um that experience that they go through, right, whether they meet your expectations for it or not, has value. There's something there that your kid is going to learn. There's something there that is going to help them grow. And that's really what we're investing in, right, especially when we are committing time, energy, money to something that they love. There's so much that they're getting out of that. And the the investment really comes back in the form of, them having a wonderful experience, them having a meaningful experience, something that is you know that is really important to them, that is really meaningful to them that they really enjoy pouring their heart and soul into that's where the great value for our money lies, creating opportunities for those kinds of experiences, everything over and above that, how they actually perform how much effort they're able to put in each and every day, you know, that's going to fluctuate, that's going to change from time to time. You know, your best effort from one day to the next may not look the same. And if you ever see your child having a tough time on any given day, they're distracted, they're just not mentally there, they're, you know, sluggish, whatever the case may be, chances are there's something else going on under the surface of something else going on. And yes, at a certain level, they need to learn how to push through that. They need to learn how to find a way to perform and get things done no matter what. But I think we can all agree that even we as parents have days when we're, and coaches have days when we're a lot more with it than other days. And even even while we are putting forth the very best effort that we can on any given day, sometimes it's not, just not as good as the absolute best that we can do. There are different stresses that come into you know, the experience. There are different things that can happen. Um, There are health issues that can come into play. There are emergency issues. There are all kinds of different family issues, you know, different situations that we're going through, work stress, whatever, you know, whatever it could be. There's so many different things that life can throw at us that take us off our game a little bit. And I totally understand the ability or wanting to develop that ability to find a way. At the same time, I think it's important to acknowledge that sometimes we're just not going to have our best stuff. Period. It's just not gonna be there. And so what do we do with that? Where do we go from there? Some days we're gonna be able to find a way anyway. Some days we're gonna be able to, even without our best stuff, kind of be able to produce the results that you know we want and or are pretty darn good despite the circumstances, right? And sometimes it's just not gonna work out. And I think what's even more important than the actual outcome that happens in any particular moment is how are we responding to that now? What are we gonna do about it? What are what are some adjustments that we're going to make based upon the things that we learned through this experience that kind of knocks us on our butt? That's gonna happen in sports, in life, anything. Uh, We're going to have those situations and how we respond to that, what we do next, what we choose to learn in the process, what adjustments we discover that we can make. Sometimes it's helpful to us to have our weaknesses exposed, to have our, you know, our errors and our flaws and our processes um, brought to light. It's not always comfortable. Not always fun it's not always what we want to have happen but sometimes it's what people refer to as that blessing in disguise or it's actually a good thing that this happened because you know now we can make adjustments we talk about how we learn so much more from failure than we do from success generally speaking right it's all wrapped up in that same thing and so often we're so upset about a failure that we see our kids go through because they should have done this and this and this instead and they knew better and they didn't do it. And, you know, we get so upset about that, not realizing that this could be a very important and essential step for them and a necessary part of their growth. And if we can keep that much bigger picture in perspective versus flipping out over the moment, sometimes we can even facilitate that growth and that learning even better than we do if we get super caught up in what's going on right now and it doesn't look the way that I want to. And that's not to say that you're not allowed to feel frustrated or you're not allowed to feel upset or you're not allowed to you know, feel whatever it is that you feel in the moment, we're human beings. We're gonna feel stuff, our kids are gonna feel stuff, now what? We have a choice in whether or not we stay there Or, you know, what happens next, right? Feeling frustrated isn't wrong. Feeling upset isn't wrong. But then what? Are we choosing to stay there and feel defeated, discouraged, annoyed, or are we making adjustments right along with our kids? And one of the best ways for them to learn how to do that is to see you do it is to see it demonstrated within you where you're able to adjust your attitude, you're able to adjust your mindset, you're able to adjust your perspective even before the circumstances get better. You're not needing them to fix it before you feel better about it. You're not needing them to now be doing the right things at the right times and getting the right outcomes before you can believe in that or have faith in it or choose to embrace that right you're not choosing to just stay frustrated until everything works out we don't want them to do that and yet sometimes it's what we do and so that all comes back to what i feel is one of the most important assets that you have as a parent which is you your attitude how you show up how you choose to respond to things how you choose to think about things because that all influences and impacts how you communicate with your children what they learn from you, what they absorb from you, without you even really realizing it. And so I've enjoyed learning and discovering and experiencing the fact that when I work on me and do better myself, it naturally spills over into the kids, into my kids. They kind of just naturally pick up on that none of us neither one of us are perfect i'm not perfect they're not perfect right but it's so frustrating to try to keep trying to walk on your kid and do things to them and make them do this and do that and do better and fix this and fix that and it's a certain point it gets really hard to do and you feel like they're pushing back at you and then you get more frustrating like i'm trying to help you and you're not letting me help you and then everybody there's all this tension and frustration and and everybody's feeling bad about each other and bad about themselves and the job that they're doing. And it's just this whole big ball of ickiness <laughs> that is so avoidable if you remember that the only thing you can control is yourself, your own attitudes, your own actions, your own thoughts, your own behaviors, the, the, the perspective that you choose to look at situations from, in, in the things you choose to think about what is happening, about yourself, about your own child. And they really can learn how to be better at all of that simply by seeing you make adjustments and do better and be willing to learn from all mistakes, whether they're yours or someone else's. Right? Lots of times we we want our kids to do that too. We're like, hey, learn from what everyone else is doing stop you know don't make the same mistake that they're making and and yet sometimes we're only willing to learn from our mistakes and not willing to also learn through you know during our children's mistakes and we think they're the only ones that need an adjustment and they're the only ones that have something to learn and i've been finding that that's simply not the case like i always have stuff that i can learn and do better with and whether it's in the prevention of situations that i'd rather not be in or rather not have my kids in or responses to it or working with them on it so that we can move forward from it so many different things that we can learn along the way and so again one of your most powerful assets in your parenting journey is you How you show up, how you choose to be, how you choose to communicate, how you choose to think, how you choose to respond, you know, what you choose to do after frustration, irritation, failure, mistakes, and so on and so forth. Not only yours, but other people's too, right? Because sometimes kids have that attitude where it's like, well, I did everything I was supposed to do and this, so-and-so did this and this and that person did that and they're so, you know, they need to fix it. And I mean, is that what we're doing? To them? Is that the kind of attitude that we're having with them? You know, so many of the things that we don't want to see in them, we don't even realize we are also doing in our interactions with them. So that's something I've become extremely um, focused on being mindful about, extremely focused on what am I doing? How can I do better? Where, you know, is there a breakdown somewhere in what I'm thinking, saying, doing, feeling, you know, choosing to, how you know, how the perspective that I'm choosing, so on and so forth. So um, it gets uncomfortable, even for us, because it's like, man, when you've got to look in the mirror and take a good hard look at where you might have failed in the process and where you could have done better and what you could have said differently or done differently or, you know. And being able to admit that and go, okay, and so this is the adjustment we're going to make. What do you think? You know, and really start being on the same team with your own family, with your own children, with your own partner, you know, your own spouse, um, and really fostering that attitude within yourself, so that it can then spread into everyone else. Like I've really learned in these past few years, like where I lead, my kids follow. And so, when I'm seeing a lot of you know frustration tension on edginess and you know short temperedness within them within each other- with each other, um I know that's a clear indication to me that there's something that I've gotta take a look at like with what I'm doing, either I've been too busy or I've been um not. You know, I've been showing that same type of attitude in my interactions with them or in my, you know, so like then I have to really make an adjustment. Like, where am I too stressed out, too overcommitted, too, you know, caught up in my own stuff that I'm not interacting with them in ways that are most helpful for all of us and less stressful and, you know, in ways that I actually want them (laughs) to, you know, imitate and, and learn from. So, um, I mean, it's so easy to be like, just do as I say, not as I do, And, and I get that. And while I also believe that our children are not limited to our shortcomings, I do feel like there's such a tremendous opportunity for us to lead them well simply by looking at where we can make an adjustment and where we can do better and focusing most on what we can control, which is ourselves. So yeah, that's what's on my mind today. I hope that gives you some food for thought. Um, Whether you agree with it all or whether you don't, (laughs) it's okay. But just to get those gears turning and get you kind of thinking and get you making decisions um, more intentionally rather than by default and just doing the knee-jerk thing when you could be doing something possibly a little more helpful to yourself, to your family, to your kids, um, that's the point, right? So anyway, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you're having a fabulous week. It is Hump Day Wednesday, and uh, the weekend is coming up. I hope you're ready, prepared. Um, We've got prom going on, so less sports, more other stuff, less beef, more beauty, I guess. Um, So, you know, it's a little bit of a different weekend for us than what we would be planning otherwise. But um, it should still be fun, and it's uh, new experiences. I don't think, yeah, this daughter of ours has not been to prom yet, so it'll be her first one. Um, So hopefully we get some, you know, cool pictures, and and the kids have a good time, and they behave themselves. (laughs) That's what having a good time means. It means that you had fun while you know not putting yourself in a bad situation that's that's what the real definition of having fun means uh, to me anyway so um yeah i hope that everyone out there i know there's this prom season right now it's softball season it's all this stuff going on i hope that you all are enjoying your experiences um and and doing so in a way that is beneficial for everyone involved and not a detriment in any way to to other people so uh, that's that's you know what I aim for. Don't always execute it the best, but definitely you know where I I would like to be um, as often as possible. And that's certainly what I'm aiming for. And um, and so if you you know see ways that I can do better, you know how to get in contact with me, StacyMahoy.com. There's a contact Stacy link. Um, that's the best way for that. Um, messages on Facebook, facebook facebook.com slash That those are the two platforms that I would probably check the most as far as messages are concerned. So um, if you have a question, if you have something that you'd like to pick my brain about because of something that was said in this episode or past episode and it's been like on your mind and there's this piece of it that you don't understand or that you'd like more clarification on or that you'd like to dig into a little bit deeper, I'd love to hear from you. So thank you so much for being here. Um, Feel free to get in touch with me and uh, hope you're having a wonderful Wednesday. I realize this is probably one of the most raw, most real, most unscripted, most unedited podcasts you probably listen to. So I understand that it's not always the most what is it called? Polished, refined. Sometimes the audio is better than others, but I thank you so much again for being here. I appreciate you and I just wanted you to know that before we go. Bye-bye.